0: We are on Xubis mem Aleph amen the last Mishnah of this parak of the third chapter of Ksubis, As we have this last page left, and then we continue on to the fourth parak, the fourth chapter. This last Mishnah is a general Mishnah. It will discuss the case that we've been discussing this entire chapter the case of where a person either rapes or seduces a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, but it's really discussing a much broader. Issue, And that's the issue of knassos in general. The concept of a knass, of a fine in general, of a requirement to pay somebody else uh, money which is not of equal value to the damage that they have caused, to go above and beyond, that is referred to as a knass, as a fine. We will fine you, not because you are uh, obligated to pay because of the damages that you've caused, but because we'll fine you, We'll, we'll set this fine. So one of the cases for that is the case that we've been discussing, which is the case of seducing or raping a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. A person would have to pay for all of the damages, but above and beyond that, they also have to pay for the fine that was uh, that, that, that's required. Um, so part of this law is the halacha of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah will be going through a bunch of cases of knossos, of fines, uh, but the general principle is the concept of mode biknas pater, which means that uh, the only time a person can be obligated to pay this fine is only when they are in court and there are witnesses, and the court decides that they have to, that uh, the person um, did something wrong, or as we will see, maybe their animal did something wrong, and so therefore they're obligated to pay a fine. But if a person comes to court, and they just come and they say, listen, I uh, there are no witnesses, but this is what I did. I seduced this girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Or there are no witnesses, and I say that, and the person says that they uh, raped somebody else. Uh, so then uh, the, we do not, even though we obligate them to pay all the damages that was caused, but we do not make them pay, we do not obligate them in paying um, the for the fine. That's the concept of the mode of If it's coming from the person himself and there's no other witnesses, so then they do not have to pay for the fine. What is the logic behind this? So, potentially, the logic behind this is uh, the idea that a Knas, a fine, can only be obligated once court dis- the court decides, uh, and this is coming from the court. It can't be coming from the person. The person cannot decide, I have to pay a fine. So, for example, uh, some of the later commentators, like Ruby Kiva-Ager, he says he compares it to DNA Nafash's, to capital crime. When it comes to capital crime, a, can't, a person can't say, you know what, I committed a certain crime, uh, and so therefore I am going to give myself the death penalty. doesn't work like that. It has to come from the court. It has to come from the court. The court has to decide, before the court decides, and has a verdict uh, that the person is guilty, and deserves the death penalty, so then there is no death penalty to be had. A person cannot decide on their own that they are deserving of the death penalty. So the same thing is true here. When it comes to a knas, when it comes to a fine, it has to be decided by the court. It cannot be decided by the person himself. Now this is the, this is one way of saying it. Uh, there are certain problems with uh, saying it this way, but this is the the general approach to say that when a person admits himself, so then, and, and that's the only source that we have, if uh, witnesses come later, so then that is a discussion in a different mesechah. Let's say a person admits, and, and we only know it through that person that uh, they that person seduced or raped a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, and only afterwards witnesses come and back up that statement, so then that is actually a dispute between two rabbis from the times of the Gemara, Rab and Shmuel, as to whether or not uh, the court uh, could uh, could require him to pay the kanas, to pay the fine. Uh, that, that is something which uh, uh, we will see, which is in a different mesachta. It's, it's in a different tract. One last point before we begin the Mishnah, is that why isn't this part of the general concept we've had in the past in Ksubis, the general concept of Ein adam Mesim Atma Rasha? The court does not believe somebody when they incriminate themselves. Per, the, the a person cannot go to court the court does not a person comes to court and says that i the person says that they um killed somebody um whatever whatever the case is uh, the court does not believe that person a person is not believed about them about what they say about themselves so the same thing should be true here it should this should be an obvious idea that the person is not required to pay the cannot pay the fine because because the court doesn't uh, believe anything that a person says about themselves, so the answer to that is that the world of monetary obligation is different than the world of, um, the, than the world of criminal cases. When it comes to criminal cases, and therefore the punishment of the death penalty or of lashes, um, so then in that case the court will not believe a person. But when a person says that they are required to pay because of damages, let's say, damages that they've caused, so then we will accept that. A person could, there is a concept of hodas and a co- person could come to court and admit that they are required to pay, that they have a, a, an obligation to pay. So there is a difference between the two, between um, civil law and criminal law, and as to whether or not uh, they their testimony, their own testimony would be accepted in court. And so when it comes to uh, damages, monetary damages, so then they are believed about themselves. Um, and when it comes to criminal cases, then they are not believed. So that's another important point as we begin this Mishnah. So the Mishnah will discuss a bunch of cases where within that same case there are both Kenosos, there are fines associated with that case, but there are also regular damages associated with that case. So the Mishnah opens up Haomer Bito ploni boshes the a person says that he seduced a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. So they do have to pay for the damages, for the humiliation, for the lowering of her value. That they do have to pay because that's regular damages, but they do not pay the 50 shekel kanas. They do not pay the 50 shekel fine. Okay. omer <speaking in Hebrew> Ganafti, next case. Genavti mishalmasekaren al piyatzomavein mishalmateshlami vachamisha. If a person steals, so then... As a fine above and beyond just the principal, a person would have to pay double uh, in most cases, uh, and potentially in some cases uh, four or five times the amount. Without getting into the specific details, potentially four or five times the amount. Double, or four or five times that amount, is viewed as a fine. It's above and beyond that which the person stole. So a person would have to pay back the principal, the amount that the person stole, but they would not have to pay back uh, the fine, which is above and beyond that, some of the commentators point out that the logic. What, what's the mission? of Adding with this case, where we we had the last case that already taught, taught us that when a person admits to uh, to the act, so then they they are exempt from paying the fine. So what's it? What's it adding here? So this is this fine, this type of fine, when it comes to stealing, is slightly different because the fine. Is reflective, it depends based on how much the principal amount is. And when it comes to the first case, when it comes to seducing or raping a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, it's a set amount, 50 shekel, no matter what, 50 shekel, no matter what, no matter the value of the, uh, what the value is of the embarrassment or the humiliation, doesn't make a difference, of all the damages, doesn't make a difference, 50 shekel. When it comes to stealing, so then it's really based off of how much a person stole. So then it's double that amount, or four or five times that amount. So it's really based off of the Karen, or the principles you might have thought that maybe the law would be different, uh, potentially. Or, um, yeah, so that, that's one way of saying it. But there, there, there are other ways of saying it. Um, so that would be a, a reason as to why we included this other case as well. But we're going to have a bunch of cases in the Mishnah. The next case the Mishnah is... There's another concept referred to as Kofir. This is not a knas, fine, but rather this is a, a person would have to pay, a person pays a certain amount uh, if one's animal uh, gores a person and kills a person or they kill another shore, another ox. Uh, so then uh, they would have to pay what's referred to as Kofir. This is kofer, which is uh, a way of receiving kapara, of receiving forgiveness. This is not a knas, this is not a fine, but this is a way of receiving forgiveness um, and not being obligated with the death penalty. Um, and so this mishnah is assuming uh, that uh, one would be one would be obligated based on their own testimony, because this is regular Mamun, This is regular damages. At least, according to this opinion of the Mishnah, is that this is viewed as regular damages. Um, but this is in contrast to the next case of himis shori avdo shel poloni ein mishalim piazmo However, in a case where a person's ox uh, kills the slave, the non-Jewish slave of somebody else, so then the rule is is that there's a fine, a straight up fine, thirty shekel. In the first, in the previous case, it's based on the value of the person. But in this case, it's thirty shekel no matter what. thirty shekel no matter what, and that is um, that is a fine. That's you. That, that that's a, definitely a fine. And therefore, a person would not have to pay that if it's based on their own testimony. Then there's an exemption when it comes to the fines, and they would not have to pay that. And so, finally, the Mishnah concludes by saying, Zaha This is the rule. Any time that a person pays above and beyond that which they damaged the damages, the amount of the damages, then that is referred to as a knas. That is a fine. And then a person who never pays a fine if it's based on their own testimony. They would pay for the regular damages that was caused, as we've seen in the Mishnah, but they would not have to pay uh, for the fine itself, for the 50 shekel, in a case of a seduction or rape of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. When it comes to stealing, uh, they would not be obligated to pay the the kefil, the double the amount, or four or five times the amount. And also when it comes to the case of uh, the, kill, the one's ox killing a slave, so then they would not have to pay for the 30 shekel, that that amount for the 30 shekel. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Let us begin the Gemara. The Gemara picks up on the fact that the Mishnah's case, the opening case of the Mishnah, is a case of seducing. When a person says that they seduced a the girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, that they are obligated to pay for the damages for the, for the humiliation for the embarrassment but they are not obligated to pay for the for the knas for the 50 shekel knas for the fine so the gemara asks i don't understand what why do we only mention the case of being of a person seducing a girl why don't we discuss a case where a person rapes a girl there's the same fine of 50 shekel so which is an interesting question the gemara opens up by saying velesni anasti let us give that as the case now why is that a better case so let's compare Ones and Mifata, the case of rape and the case of seduction. When it comes to rape, so then there's more of a reason to say that we should obligate them, even with regards to the fine. Why? Because they're doing something which is, yes, seducing a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half is horrific, but raping a girl is even more horrific. It's more, it's, 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 it's more preachers, Tosos points out. Um, and so it's, it's more of a, uh, creating, uh, breaking off uh, offense, uh, more pirates. It's uh, it's it's terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, and so, and, and so you might have thought that even if he admits it in court, in general, will say that there's an exemption when it comes to fines. But in this case, they would be obligated to pay the fine. That's what one might have thought when it comes to onus, When it comes to a case of rape, that would be even more strict. However, on the other hand, when it comes to the other. Different. Another difference between a rape and a seduction is that, so vis a vis the person that's doing it, so then it's much worse when a person rapes. Uh, But vis a vis the girl, so then being seduced is actually more of an embarrassment because it's more of a pagam. It creates more of a blemish because they agreed to it. The 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 girl agreed to it, and therefore it creates more of a blemish. So then. One might have thought that Gemara is about to say this. One might have thought that a person wouldn't even have to pay. A person comes to court and says that they seduced that person, seduced a girl, right? So we we say that a person would have to pay for the damages, but not for the not for the uh, fine, which is above and beyond. Maybe they shouldn't even pay for the damages. Maybe the reason why the person is doing this is that they're coming to court to embarrass the girl, and so that's why they specifically give a case of seduction because that causes greater embarrassment to the girl. Bigger shame to the girl, uh, and so then to pay for the for the uh, for the damages of the humiliation and the lowering of her value and all the fees that 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 are caused by the doctor fees. So then to do all that would basically the court would basically admit that she did this. That they're, their ruling so for him to pay her, and then people will assume that she did this. Well, maybe she didn't do this. We have no idea. So why should we? Um, Strengthen this rumor that he's creating. Maybe he's just doing this to cause embarrassment to her. So that's maybe maybe that's an issue. So let's see this. Let, let's see whether it is an issue or it is not an issue in the gemara. But listen, Anasty, why don't we have the case of rape? Why do we specifically have the case? asks the gemara of a seduction. Lo kamar. No, because seduction has a separate chiddush. Has a separate. A novel law that is coming to teach us. When it comes to the case of rape, it's obvious that a person would have to pay when, a person, when we're relying on the person himself to say that he raped the girl. So then that doesn't cause a blemish. Yes, there's humiliation, there's lowering of her value, but it doesn't cause as much of a blemish. And so therefore, for sure, he would have to pay because she didn't agree to it on her of Psisi, the Kapagimla, but when it's when she is seduced and she's agreeing to it, which causes an embarrassment, not just an embarrassment, a pogum, a blemish to her. So then Ema Lomashama so then there's a logical reason to say, you know what? He would we the court would not obligate him to pay um, for the damages because that's just strengthening the rumor that he's creating. Maybe he's just creating this rumor. So we wouldn't make him pay Kamash no, the point of the mission is to say we still make him pay. A person could differentiate and say, you know what, he's paying because he admitted to it, but doesn't mean that it actually happened. Uh, and so therefore the courts could rule to say, you know what, you still have to pay. Did it actually happen? We don't know. But you're saying that it happened. You're the one who did it, according to what you're saying. So therefore you have to pay for it. But uh, the fact that it strengthens uh, the rumors, so either it doesn't strengthen the rumor, or we don't care. In the end of the day, you said you are going to pay, so then you would have to pay. This is what the Mishnah says. This is the position of the Mishnah. Is to say whether when a person comes to court and says that he seduced a girl, so then he's obligated to pay for the damages, even though there's a possibility uh, that uh, it's it's not true, and it's just strengthening the fact that he pays for the damages strengthens this rumor, and really it's just a rumor. Still, we make him we make him pay because he himself is admitting uh, to the fact that he did this to to this girl. This is in contrast to the next position. Our Mishnah is against the following rabbi from the times of the Mishnah. Rub Shimon says, Rub Shimon says, We do not believe him. We cannot believe him. If we believe him, so then we obligate him to pay for the damages. That strengthens the rumor. But it's just a rumor. It's only based on the, on the guy. Maybe he's just doing it to cause a blemish to this girl. Uh, and so, therefore, Shimon is of the opinion that we actually do not believe him with regards to any of it, not just with regards to the fine, but even with regards to the actual damages. So, just on that, according to that position, the Gemara continues. Baye, says, baye, Mai." Let's say she comes and she says, "You know what? I, I want to get paid. Uh, pay me. I, I, I want the payment." So then, so then, according to this position, that says, "No, we we won't allow her to get paid." Because it strengthens the rumors, so then we, would we give it to her now? Because she's coming to court and telling us that she wants to get paid. Sigmar says, no. No, because maybe she might want to get paid and doesn't mind that if the, that this strengthens the rumors that that, that she, it's the blemish that it causes her. But, but what about her father? So that it causes her father uh, a blemish. And maybe he doesn't want to get paid. Sigmar says, my. what if the father also wants... <laughs> wants to get paid, but it causes a blemish to the entire family. And so it's not the father's call, it's the entire family. So the Gemara says, well, let's say the entire family, let's say the entire family is fine with getting paid. So then what's the law now? Uh, because the only reason why we're not having her get paid is because of the blemish that it potentially causes for this rumor, but everybody wants to get paid. The Gemara answers, The impossible answers, "It's impossible." that, uh, for us to know about everybody that, all the entire family that exists throughout the world, maybe that somebody on, there's somebody on the other side of the world that's family that would not want to take payment, uh, for this. And we would view this as a, as a blemish. And so therefore, uh, they wouldn't take payment. Uh, and so therefore, the Gemara concludes and says that, um, even if the girl wants it, even if the father wants it, even if all the family that's in front of us want uh, wants to get paid, we will not have her get paid because in the end, of the day it causes a blemish to somebody on the other side of the world. Now, there's a discuss that the end of the gemara. Just one last point is that there's a discussion. What does it mean that there's a family somewhere in the end of the world? Does that mean literally? Let's say it's somebody who is has no family. Let's say it's a convert who halachically speaking doesn't really have family except uh, the new family that they create once they're Jewish. Um, so then we know that there's nobody on the other side of the world. So then maybe there would be a payment, or do we say that, no, it's really a conceptual idea. This is not talking about actually whether there's family and the others side of the world. The point is that in the end of the day, this is an action which causes, which strengthens, if if we make him pay, it strengthens a rumor and just conceptually will not allow, the, the court will now not allow the payment, according to this opinion, again, against our Mishnah, but according to this opinion, will not allow payment that conceptually, Cause, strengthens a rumor. It's just a rumor that he created on his own, uh, and it'll create a blemish to the family, so just uh, conceptually will not allow that uh, to take place, to strengthen that rumor according to the position of Rabbi Shimon. Okay, interesting Gemara here, and we will continue in the next class with the continuation of the last page of the third parak of the third chapter.